right, thank you for tuning in to Journey of Limitless Women. I'm your host, India, and today I am featuring the beautiful songstress, Dre Jack. What the hell going on? <laughs> we are live and in person and in her element today, okay? Can you elaborate a little bit on the world of Dre Jack? Uh, Dre Jack is from the South Side. College Park, to be exact. Um, I am just a world of soul, I would say. Um, I grew up listening to gospel music and soul music as I matriculated through high school, did musical theater. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a world of soul, light, and good music. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off. Since you said you've been surrounded by music all your life, what did you think you wanted to be when you grew up as a child? As a child, I really wanted to be a veterinarian, which is the wildest thing ever, honestly, because I don't even like snakes or really deal with pets for real now. Um, we had a dog when I was little, so I was like, oh, I want to be a veterinarian. We had, you know, a vet off of Old National we went to every weekend. I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. But no, that's not the key. Um, I thought I would be a musical theater actress after that. Um, I went to school for musical theater, went to Tri-Cities High School, the illustrious Tri-Cities High School. Um, and then once I got into recording, I recorded my first song when I was 16 for my Sweet 16 party. Well, when I was 15 for my Sweet 16 party. And okay. after that, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is what I want to do. So um, I asked my brother to help me record songs um and here i am now okay so what does like what does music do for you music is therapy um through the pandemic and after a breakup and losing my grandparents um music is really healing it allows you to just be authentic um to your feelings sometimes you know we like to I'm a Virgo, so I don't really like to feel a lot. Um, but through the pandemic, you have to really sit in your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I've, I grew a new love for music through the pandemic. Um, it allowed me to release and just really say whatever I had to say, you know, on the track. Um, but now it's just, it's fun to me. It's, it's a release, it's fun. All my whole family sings. So it's, you know, it's home to me um, as well. But yeah, I love music. I love all genres. Um, and yeah. Would you say that singing is like your purpose or your passion? Oh, that's a good question, Andy. Um, I would say both because singing, God gave me the gift to sing. Um, so it's definitely my purpose. Um, but I feel like I have a bigger purpose other than singing. I feel like there's more to me than just my voice. Um, I'm getting more into just giving and being there for people how I'm there for people. Um, I recently started training to be a doula, so I'm a postpartum doula. So just being in the avenues of, you know, giving, giving back and just being there for somebody to talk to and just be a light. So I would say it's my passion and my purpose. <laughs> Can you get into this doula? 
Um, with Black Women's Health Imperative, one of my homegirls, Kayla, shout out to Kayla, uh, she sent me the information to start training and I just went ahead and did it. Um, I lost a baby in 2016 due to an ectopic pregnancy. And so doing, doing the training in the midst of healing from losing my godmom and losing like my grandparents, um, it was just another outlet for me to know what is my purpose outside of singing, outside of music. Um, being a postpartum doula is a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, I've had two clients so far, so I'm still in my training uh, process, but it's a it's an amazing thing to one women are amazing okay <laughs> to be able okay. to you know grow a human inside of you and then you know birth it and be able to raise the kid and give it the nutrients out of your breast you know what i'm saying like god knew what he was doing okay um but it's a beautiful thing to watch and just be in the room and be in the house with the mom, helping her with her emotional stress and postpartum depression. Now that is the realest thing that pregnancy gives you, you know what I'm saying? Other than your child, you know, and most people don't even know how serious it is, you know? Um, so it's a, it's a pleasure for me to be in that space and be just another person outside of the, the mom's family, you know what I'm saying, that they feel comfortable enough to express their emotions and express even negative things that they may feel, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes their family might be like, oh, well, why are you feeling that, you know? And that that is where I come in and like, okay, no, that's, that's normal, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you're supposed to feel. And even if you don't think you're supposed to feel that, I'm there to just hear you out, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's really what they need. And you know, that's really crazy because only this year, I believe, people have been like highlighting postpartum mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. And it's only been in a negative way, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. that it forms the conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw it out there, the whole Danny Lee and uh, yes. the baby situation. Oh my gosh. And that pissed how, me off. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like just DM her and be like, girl. I'm a postpartum doula, like if you need help, <laughs> I will help you out. But yeah, that really pissed me off because men don't understand it as much, or even if they try to understand it, they really cannot understand the emotional emotional trauma that goes with having a baby. Like it's it may be all happy when you find out and happy during the pregnancy, but once that baby come out, it's a whole array of emotions that you are not, you can't even prepare yourself for, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't have that support from a partner or from your family, you are really messed up. Like, and that's where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were playing around with other avenues. You said that you wanted to find something other than your voice. So speaking for someone that is, um, you know how passionate musicians are. <laughs> Do you think that that is an important factor to figure out something else other than what you believe your passion is, like figure out other things to do? Yeah, I think uh, outside of your passion, I think you should definitely like have hobbies that have nothing to do with music, um, like bike riding or, you know, just things like that. But for me, I just wanted something else that I could 
just another avenue of income, one. <laughs> um, but also another avenue to where I'm healing myself and being able to help others. Um, growing up in the church, my, my parents are pastors, so we were always accustomed to giving back and you know, giving, helping the other families that came into the church that needed assistance with food or money or anything like that. Um, so it's, it's ingrained in me to be of assistance to others. Um, outside of being a postpartum doula, I'm also working on a nonprofit foundation for kids who are dealing with grief and loss. Um, I lost my brother when I was 13 years old and dealing with that depression and not really knowing that it was depression, you know what I'm saying, at the time, it's me at 27 looking back like, dang, I was really, I was really sad, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, it, it was a, a traumatic experience for my whole family. So we each had to heal our, you know, in our own ways. And so I just want to be able to help other kids, you know, who are dealing with grief, dealing with loss at that age who, or younger, you know, kids are dealing with a whole bunch of things nowadays. Even, you know, getting moved from one house to another house or moving from another school to another school and we may not know why, you know, um, but I just want to be able to help them and bring in yoga classes or dance aerobics classes, songwriting classes, things that, that would have helped me a little bit more, you know, when I was younger and just bring that to them. I feel like I gave you my whole layout because <laughs> um, I have a segment uh -huh. um, that for this for this series is not just to highlight like you and your workspace. I also want to show like how multifaceted women are. Period. So a portion would have been, which I feel like you spoke on multiple uh, causes. I like to invite people to speak on things that you feel like are neglected, like something that's near and dear to your heart that you feel like. Um, is it spoken on? I feel like it spoke on a couple of things, but is there something specific that um, that you would like to highlight? Like a cause that you feel like you would like uh, to hear more about or should be speaking more of? Well, definitely those two, uh, postpartum depression and grief at a young age. Um, I think definitely, like you said, postpartum depression hasn't really been talked about until this year recently. Um, but you know, the doctors and OBs, they know more about it than we do. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be with the Black Women's Health Imperative because the training, we had to make sure that we were healed, you know what I'm saying, from our traumas before we're going into people's houses and helping them with theirs. So that really put me in a position to be like, okay, well, did I really heal from losing a baby? Did I really, you know, and just breaking those things down. And with the foundation, um, I would like to help, you know, kids with that too, because it's different outlets that you can do other than reading or, you know, and, and sometimes those kids don't even have access to it either. So I would just want to be in the position to help them. And they, they probably gonna think I'm their age. Yeah, you know, so it might be a little easier, but um, yeah, my mom's been a teacher my whole life, so I've always seen kids acting out in class and really not knowing, you know, the deeper issues that they may be dealing with. So, yeah, I think it'll be a beautiful thing for me to be able to help out like that. I think that's really cool because I feel like children are like the most neglected emotionally. <laughs> it, it comes naturally, kind of, because people just. From their focal point, the only thing they care about 
is literally the shit that they say to them, like putting a roof over your head, yeah, food in your uh, yeah. stomach, and they think that that's just the end all yeah. be all. And that but kid is sad, or exactly. you know what I'm saying, or dealing with some things that you may not even know, or dealing with things that you don't believe them about. You know what I'm saying? Like they may be telling you about things, and you're like, that didn't happen, or you know. Stay in a child's place yes. was the worst yes. fucking oh phrase that I heard growing up. I'm going to just tell yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? I got be seen and I heard. I'm like, what does, like, why would you do that? And I realized that that um, actually did have an effect on me growing up and, like, yeah. the way that I move in the world. Yeah. I would be, like, you know, I would diminish myself yeah. just because yeah. be seen and I heard. Stay in a child's place. Yeah. Like, just get out the way. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, like, no, I'm right here. Like, listen to me. So, yeah, I'm glad that you have outgrown that as well. Me too, girlfriend. I mean, this wouldn't be out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring it back into your element. Is there anything that you have going on that you want to speak on? Any plans or projects that you're excited about? I am very excited to say that I am working on the Valentine's Day project. Ooh. Uh, so I've been releasing singles for a couple months now. Uh, you can go check everything out on all the platforms. Uh, my single With You is out right now. Uh, I released Fumble this past summer. So those two are really my heavy hitters right now. Um, but I'm really excited to release a Valentine's Day project. Um, I have a show at, at Center Stage, February 13th. So all the listeners reach out, check it, check us out. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to be working with new artists, new writers, new producers, all the things. So when you say Valentine's Day project, is this like baby making music or like cuffing season music? Like, um, we'll see. <laughs> That's anticipation. Yes, yes, you gotta check it out. You gotta come to the show, see what we're working with at the show. Um, but it's definitely love and, um, you know, all the all of the things that go into a relationship, you know, the break the breakups, the ups and downs, the roller coaster of everything, you know, and how you can heal yourself and not, you know, go outside of yourself to heal it. Are you a fan of what happens, you know, the friends Valentine's Day? What is it? It's like for the single people. There's like oh. a, <laughs> It's like a yes. whole separate one. Like you're a fan of those parties. I, mean, I wish I remembered. Yeah. Is it Galentine's Day? Galentine's Day, that's what it's called. <laughs> when the gals get together. Yes, I mean, definitely. If I'm single, where the girls at, where the niggas at, we can just party together. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of speed dating? I've never done it before. I don't think that I would like to do that. No, I don't think so. But well, you never know. We may, we may have a speed dating for promo or marketing or something. Probably should. I'll come. <laughs> let's talk to my manager Alex let's set it up <laughs> I like that so what is one life lesson that you carry with yourself daily hmm, let's see I would say my life lesson that I would carry every day is don't dim your light don't dim your light um, growing up I'm the, I'm the fourth child so I'm the baby, so it, it's kind of like living in my sibling's shadow, like trying to figure out, you know, where I want to do, what, where I want to go, what I want to do, um, and, and finally realizing, like, okay, this is my purpose, this is my passion, 
this is what I'm good at as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just living in that, like living in that light and not dimming it for anybody or anything. That. So think of uh, put yourself back before you gain the confidence and just been you know putting in the execution part. What advice would you give to a woman or anybody that is trying to make way in this crazy music industry? <laughs> what advice would you give to? Them? Um, I would say stay true to yourself for sure, um, and do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? If you have a sound that you think works or you have lyrics that you think are good anything like just stay true to yourself and be confident in that because if you're confident in it that's gonna make other people believe in it and believe in you at the same time are there any myths you want to dispel too at the same time you know it's a lot of horror stories about the music industry as well (laughs) (laughs) um i don't have any horror stories no that's what i'm saying like is there any is there any uh, misconceptions misconceptions about the music industry um that you've seen so far? Or are you like, you know what? You guys are spot on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think the music industry, it speaks for itself. It is a hard industry to get into. It is a hard industry to, like, kind of stay relevant or keep your integrity, I would say. Um, but as long as you, like I said, as long as you stay true to yourself and have discernment, like, everything ain't for you and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and once you are able to really stand in that, I think you'll be good. And you know, I never really touched on like your style of music. Uh, what are you okay with, like playing around with? Like, what would you say? Are you soul or yeah, definitely? R&B, I would say R and B and soul. Um, growing up listening to gospel music, my first artist that I looked up to was Yolanda Adams, um, Smokey Norfolk. Donnie McClurkin, like all of those, but Kirk Fra- and Kirk Franklin, Uncle Kirk. I was able to sing with him at one music fest. Shout out to Uncle Kirk. Um, But no, like just listening to their melodies and listening to their lyrics and then growing up and going into musical theater and we had to sing Earth, Wind & Fire and Aretha Franklin and like all of those things. So it's kind of like a a merge of the two, Um, but definitely R&B and soul. um. I'm glad you spoke on that Kirk Franklin moment. So I've been seeing, you've been popping up at multiple places. You're like, uh, where's Waldo at this point? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's with the dream pop-ups and oh, random places? Like, give me the mic. Give me the mic tour. Like, it's coming, y'all. Give me it's the coming. Mic tour. Um, no, I'm just I just been in my element and just in my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I just been able to pop up at places. My sister brought me a ticket to one music fest for my birthday. And I was like, I'm going to this Kirk Franklin day. Everybody who I was going with, they were like, no, we don't want to see Kirk Franklin. We gonna come later. I was like, I'm going, I don't care. And it was crazy. I didn't even see him come off the stage and the barricade was open right there. I was like, all right, let's see if he gonna come over here. And he went to the other side and somebody sang his song and they didn't know the words. And he was like, how you gonna ask for the mic? You don't even know the words. I was like, come over here, Kirk. Come over here. And so he came. He was like, okay. Um, but yeah, and then the Millennium Tour, that was that was wild, man. That was crazy. Uh, my homeboy said he plays drums for Omarion. So I was able to get to the show uh, through him. And he was like, yeah, it's a host that's coming around. And he going he gonna to pass the mic around. So you should you should definitely sing. And I was like, are you telling me this because you playing or what? Because I can sing. Like, you going to tell him to come to me or what? 
he was like, nah, just, he gonna come. He gonna come out, he gonna come out during the intermission and just, just see if he come over to you. So me and my homegirls, we had our flashlights going. We like, come over here, come over here. The man was like, I don't think you can sing. I don't, I think you gonna get booed. I was like, Ooh. give me this damn mic, <laughs> give me this shit. And yeah, so, and it's crazy. I was, before I could even tell my family that I did it, my brother, somebody sent it to him who was there and sent it to the group message. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. But yeah, that was a lot of, that was, I think that's the most people that I've sang for, <laughs> sang in front of. So, and I wasn't scared. I wasn't nothing. This is my purpose. I'm supposed to be right here. So, so stay tuned, you guys. You never yes. know where you're going to find her, okay? It's like <laughs> Elf on the Shelf. Yes. Dreams around somewhere. Mike Bandit. I'm coming through. I'm coming through. <laughs> I love that because actually one of the producers from the studio, he was there, I think, doing camera sound, some type of background, and he noticed too. Oh my gosh, like, that's so crazy. This girl's like, where's Waldo? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned. We're gonna be out here now. And I could not have done this interview without bringing that up. That was really one of the one things that I wanted to get onto. I'm so glad you sparked it when you said Kirk Franklin. I'm like, hold on, no, you've been doing Wait, let's go back to real this yes, yes. And you know what? That inspired me and my fake music career in my head to be like, you know what? This would be, that's a dope marketing strategy. Pop up to people's shit. Yes. Grab the mic. Grab the I'm mic. Coming. Keep your mic close to you because Dream might get it. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag grab the mic challenge. Like, you know, like, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give you your credit. Write <laughs> <laughs> that down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But no, for real, that was like, okay, I can see, I can see. That was a wild ride. <laughs> I love that. So, um, Dre. <laughs> this has been a fun interview. Thank you so much for joining me and seeing that we got something special. Yes, we do, we do. <laughs> and you definitely are the epitome of a limitless woman, definitely. Where can the people find you? Everybody can follow me at Dreejack Music on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. Um, and follow me all on Apple Music, Spotify, follow my artist page, get all of my music, stream all of my music. Uh, look me up on YouTube as well. I have live, live videos on there for my performances. And yeah, come check me out February 13th at the loft center stage. Get you a new boo. Yes, <laughs> you, you never know who'll be there. <laughs>